This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you like underground music, movies, and more, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed merch, vinyl, CDs, and more. Plug in the discount code 10OFF, T-E-N-O-F-F, for a 10% discount at portlanddistro.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everything Went Black podcast. This week is a special episode. I know I say that a lot, but this time around, it really is. Two of my favorite people in the entire world join me, and of course I'm talking about Andrew Hernandez and Mike Gonsalves. They're good friends of mine. We've known each other for a really long time. Andrew and I played together for years in tombs, and um, he's a dear friend of mine, and it's really, really meaningful to me that uh, both of these gentlemen Join me on creating Scorpion Throne. Basically, we catch up, we talk about the band, we talk about other projects, other bands that we all have going on, and it was just a, a really, really great time to get these guys online, and uh, I had a lot of fun, so I hope you guys also have a lot of fun. Now, of course, before we get going, we've got to give a rundown of our podcasting brothers. Of course, I'm talking about Horror Wolf 666 on Monday. That is uh, hosted by Brandon Legion. Tuesday, Into the Necrosphere, the best extreme metal podcast on the internet, brought to you by Jackie Smith. Wednesday, of course, is Everything Went Black. Thursday is Necromaniacs. Ruminations on all things horror, brought to you by myself, Mike Scandato, and Jeff Kashid. And the newest entry into this horseman of the apocalypse. We have Carl Hikara with Soul Knox coming at you on Sundays with all things occult and weird. I'd also like to thank everyone who's supporting us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can be a supporter of the show and get access to all of the bonus content. For $5 a month, you get access to the bonus content as well as early access to all of the episodes. And I just rolled out the sponsorship level, which is $25. And this is geared towards those of you out there who are trying to promote something, be it a business, band, any kind of special project for $25 a month, you get a custom ad read. And uh, it can be for one episode a month, custom ad read, 25 bucks you can do it for as long as you want multiple months one month and you get all of the other things that the other two levels have access to thank you very much it's been a really cool experience uh you know meeting these people in some cases in person actually and uh in general it's just been a very very cool way to create a space for us all to communicate there's uh, messaging apps where you can hit me up directly, discuss things, um, 
Q&As, all sorts of stuff, as well as the what seems to be the hit, the Long Shadows series on there, which is me and Ralph talking about weird fiction and uh, other, other forms of dark literature. On with the show. What's up, dudes? How you doing? When was the last time the three of us actually were, were together? You know, like looking at each other. I know we're not actually together, but seeing each other visually. When was the last time? Mike, I saw you just a few weeks ago. Andrew, I can't even remember the last time I saw you. Mike, I haven't seen you in for fucking ever, dude. For real, yeah. man. Seriously, dude. I haven't seen you since the West Coast, Mike. That's the last time. That's the last time I saw you was uh, Tombs in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I think Carson was there too, wasn't he? I saw you after that. Yeah, I think and I. How, I long, how long has it been that you haven't that you've been living on the East Coast again? Three years. Yeah, so it's been a minute, definitely. Yeah, big minute. Well, I mean, a lot of shit's changed in your life too, man. Yeah, man. Right. You know, I got two kids now. Um, yeah, so pretty big change for sure. And a lot's changed in all of our lives in the last couple of years, of course, you know. Yeah, I live in New Jersey now. I know, man. This is it. The new digs. I'm looking at it. I'm seeing it. It's cool, man. My spacious kitchen. You I know. love it. It looks great, dude. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, welcome to the dark side, Mike. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I wanted mainly I wanted to thank you guys for um you know, being part of the part of Scorpion Throne, you know, I mean, that, that was, um, you know, something I've been working on by myself for a really long time. And, um, Andrew, you and I have been talking about playing together literally right after, I think you left the band, we started talking about doing another sort of project or something. Totally. We had a couple of attempts to do things. And, um, now we finally, we have this thing that we're working on and, and, uh, I appreciate your involvement you know, and it means a lot to me that you're involved and it's cool. It's like, we're back in the saddle again, you know, even though, Fuck yeah. you know, we're probably not going to be like touring or anything like that, but we're still being creative together. And I think that's awesome. You know, I fucking love it, dude. Yeah. You know, and Mike, you know, thanks for, thanks for joining in and, um, you know, moving forward. I think I like to do more collaborative, you know, have everyone collaborate and, you know, make stuff that's like, more of like a, a group effort instead of just a bunch of demos that I have put together. And, you know, I think we got a good start. You know what I mean? I, th I think we got a good start going. Definitely, so, dude. I haven't really had a chance to digest that, that new thing that you just sent me, but um, I got to check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I want to try to work in different ways. You know what I mean? Instead of sending over like complete songs or whatever, like I was just, um, you know, like I said, even, even if it's just, um, stuff with no guitars and it's just synths and bass and drums and just you know the um there's no limitations as to what we can do creatively you know and it's and just kind of i just think that the character the three of us playing together comes out and regardless of like what we decide to do it's going to sound cool you know what i mean you know and, and like i said mike you know you're you're like a multi-instrumentalist you know like mike your vocalist bass player guitar player you know, what else? What else? What else? Fucking salsa yeah. dancer. Salsa yeah. dancer. <laughs> I actually, actually got a, a Cuban tress behind me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, thanks, Mike. Seriously, it's 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 really an honor to 
work on a project with both of you guys because I look up to you both guys, both of you guys as musicians and as people. So it's really cool to oh, be yeah. part of this, you know. So, I, Andrew, you know, I can't even really remember when I met you, man. I was thinking about this and I just remember like it was um, we had a common friend, Hunter Shindo. Right. Was that how you and I actually met? Was no, dude. No. We met before <laughs> that, man. We met yes. way before, before I even knew who Hunter was. I would say that we actually met the first time. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I booked Anodyne in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I remember playing a show. I remember playing a couple shows in Greenfield. And then I remember there was like some fest, a festival type thing that you booked. Yes. Now, was that the first time? We met before that, though. We knew we each other. We met before that because of, I was friends with Eric Clark from Delvic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that probably, probably is how you and I first, because you were like that crazy guy in the pit all the time. <laughs> I, was, I was like, look at this guy. He's doing like hip escapes like in the fucking pit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! That's that's that's. I became like one of my closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, you know, 100% punk gear, like you know, freaking mohawk, colored hair, whatever, like all all that stuff. Um, and definitely, like, yeah, that festival you're talking about was this thing that we did. I think we did three of them in uh, Greenville, Massachusetts, at the Polish Picnic Grounds, and they were called Youth Ablaze, and what we did is we actually raised money for the fire department for like these heat imaging, um, you know, I don't know, it was like a headset or something that they used, but it was so that they could go into, you know, houses or areas where there were fires and they couldn't see if there was fire beyond the door and they'd use this heat imaging so that they could be safer. And we like raised money for this. So we did like wow. three of these Youth Ablaze uh, festivals and they were just freaking wild, man, you know? And, and yeah, yeah. I remember Anodyne and Delvic played one. Um, and then there was like a infamous one that I think was just all local bands that like the lady who worked with us tried to like shut down and everyone ended up like jumping up and grabbing the rafters and like, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, shutting down didn't happen. Yeah, it was pretty I remember cool. there was some other thing that might've been even outside. This was outside. Oh, okay, so this, all right, did Knives play that too? You know, that was so long ago, dude, that it's, I might have done some work on a Youth Ablaze from Ithaca with the other organizer, um, Jaime. Gotta give him credit where credit's due. Um, I might have done some, some work from Ithaca on that. I can't recall. If it wasn't Knives that played it, though I think we did, it would have been my first band, which was called The Right. Right. Like the that. Right, yeah. yeah. It's got a heavy sound to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we we're kind of like a very, um, I don't know. You know, I started that band actually when I was a teenager. Um, and Dan Howard, who also played- Oh yeah, uh, Country Dan. Guitar. Yeah, Country Dan. Wow. <laughs> Played some rhythm guitar in uh, in Tombs for a tour, and um, played an Iwo Jima med kit here in Ithaca. Um, he was back in that. He was play. He played guitar in that back in the day. 
And um, yeah, man, you know, I think I started that when I was like 14 playing guitar or something. And then eventually I was like, you know, the drummer had the drum set in the room and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to fuck around with this. And I started playing <laughs> drums and the drummer was like, you know, true quote was just like, you know, dude, you're better than me in two months and I've been playing for two years and he fucking quit and he just gave me his drum kit. And um, <laughs> his name's Jed Sneed. You know, I, I, uh, I still stay in touch with him a little bit. He's like one of my best skateboarder friends from back in high school. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for like things like that, I wouldn't even start playing. You know, I appreciate that. So anyways, man, that band might have played, you know, like this band, The Right, that was like this misguided power violence band from Western Massachusetts. <laughs> And then you showed up in New York, and, that, and that's like when um, I started seeing you around more. I think. Like when you, like I, some day, one day you were there, and like I was like, oh yeah, that's that that dude with like the mad like long hair, and like you know the crazy pit guy, and uh, and yeah, that I knew that booked our booked our shows, couple couple shows we played up up in uh, in, in Mass. And then that's when you and I actually I think started becoming more friendly because right? like, I saw you around more. And then you were playing at Azra. Yep. And that's, you know, I put out you guys LP. Yeah, thank the, you. Now, the now defunct uh, Black Box recordings. And that was the real transformation that I saw with you in your playing. You know, it was like, you know, I think I might have seen one of your early, probably the first or second show that band played because, you know, Mon the late Monty, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, he formed the band. And uh, he was tight with Anodyne's drummer, Joel Stallings. So he was part of the extended group of people, you know, that I, that I knew and I ran around with back then. And I might, I remember the first time I saw Azra play was in the basement of uh, North Six. Remember that, remember that? They used to do shows there all the time. Yeah, man. There was the, there was that freaking Mike, Mike G, you ever go to that place? The, the basement of North Six? I saw Demolich there. Was that in, in Greenpoint? No, it was, man, it was in Williamsburg. Right, yeah. right, on, right, on six, right on North 60, which is now like filled with shoe stores and like yuppie like restaurants and stuff. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Used to have this, um, they had this, aquar have. this aquarium behind uh, on the stage that was like, you know, just algae and like, you know, might as well have been like dead fish and algae. <laughs> was, was it a pizza place upstairs at one point? No, you're thinking of the Charleston. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Charleston. That was another uh, infamous. It was a basement. Uh, yeah, basement there. Yeah. yeah. North Six was in the basement of of a legitimate venue, like a real yes. deal, like okay. rock rock club. You know, like Neurosis played upstairs. I saw them there. I saw like I don't know how many bands. I saw. I saw the fucking champs there. It was. Yeah, the champs. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, but that, I I always wanted to believe that there was some like mutant fish that lived. <laughs> thrived in that cesspool or whatever, you know what I mean? It was like there was just this fucked up like <laughs> aquarium behind where the banks like so know, some, weird. Some, like built into the wall, you know. Swamp thing lives in there or something. Yeah, probably yeah. Man. Alec Holland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I never saw um I never saw I don't know if I saw Anodyne North Six. I, I I would almost think that I must have, but I do remember seeing um when you know the short-lived version of Disnile. Oh, the one that was the only show that lineup played where I sang. Yep. And the Joel Joel Stallings and the bass player from Anodyne and Andrew Orlando and Tom. 
Yep. Uh, that was literally the only, and you know, you know, we were playing with Baroness. Baroness played that Baroness show? Baroness played that show. It was, um, Baroness was actually the headline. Right? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, well, yeah, they obviously they were, I mean, they were, but no one, it was back when there was like 40 people would go see them. Yeah. And they were like all like dressed like in punk, you know, punk rocker, like kind of style, like crossed looking dudes. And, you know, they look like, they just look, they look like kind of like road warrior punks. You know what I mean? Totally. And that was like, over the years, John always brings up that show, John Baisley. You know, like I would see him and he always brought up, we always bring up that show that we played with that only that one time that band ever played with that lineup. Because then we, we left the band and then they continued on without us. And, you know, and Andrew and Tom split and then Tom just kind of took the band over, which is kind of, kind of fucked up actually, because the whole concept was Andrew's, Andrew's idea, you know. And Andrew was like the guy that was a black army jacket, which was like, you know, a band that people respected and he kind of like any kind of breaks they had really came because of him, you know, but whatever. But um, so when you and I first started playing in tunes, that's when we were into a little bit of that period. And then you had the project and that's where I met Mike G. Right. Rust. Yeah. That's when you came into the fold. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, was fucking cool. Yeah, I saw actually um remember seeing Tombs open up um the that tour package with Isis and Pelican on your on the Manhattan date. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first Irving time Plaza. I saw you guys. Yeah, Irving Plaza. That's the first time I saw you guys. And I was blown away. I was like, this band oh, cool. is so sick. Thank you. And it was a sick show. Um then I was uh, one day trolling on Craigslist, looking <laughs> at ads for like, wow, let's see what's on here, man. And I saw some, I saw a band looking for a death metal vocalist, and with the drummer from Tombs, I was like, yo, that band's sick. And whatever, I sent in the demos, and that's when I met Drew. And we were practicing and in Brooklyn and all that stuff, and it was an awesome. That's where I met Pete as well. Oh no Just, shit. You got yeah. you didn't, I thought you guys all knew each other from <laughs> yeah, Jersey. No. Oh my god. I met god. Pete in uh Peter Russ as well. And uh yeah, then Pete ended up we started doing replicant and everything, and that's a whole other story. But but yeah, I thought all you guys knew each that. other like kind of like organically, you know what I mean? I figured oh. like well you knew yeah. Rich, Andrew, you knew Rich, right? Emery. Yeah, me. Yeah, of yes. course. Yeah, yeah so that's why nice. that's why I moved to New York City actually initially. Really? Yeah, from Ithaca, so I could join Blood Red Residual with Dan Rivera oh, and so then Rich sick. Emery. Okay. So like, so you know, I recorded like, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like a, I did like a little like session with them or something here with Andrew Summers with Rich, uh, and it was just this thing we did. I wonder what happened to that. I'm sure Summers has it. And then, you know, like, they didn't have a drummer. And then I went down and I recorded in New Jersey like this, like three song demo with them. And this dude, Walter, did these like brutal vocals on it. And um, it was before Eric Clark joined, like way before Eric Clark joined the band. So then they still didn't have a drummer. And I was like burnt out on the Ithaca scene. I want to challenge myself. And so, yeah, anyways, I ended up moving to New York. Well, actually, I, I lived on Rich's couch for like six weeks or something. I think we only listened to like, you know, Cause of Death and like uh 
you know, human remains, cause of death <laughs> and like vomit remnants for like six weeks. Like that's it. Like nothing else was on that CD player, man. That was it. Maybe so, suffocation. So you know, like, like just the first three songs on the, on the, like on, on effigy or something. We didn't even get past those, you know, very so limited. It's like, there was like a scratch on the, on the D on the CD. <laughs> so like you can only have those first three songs playing. Right. You can only go so far. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I was wondering what brought you to Brooklyn, man. You know, I just know that, like I said, one day you showed up. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, it's that dude from Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's a trip, man, because I, I thought, like, you know, you and Pete knew each other for a long time. I knew Andrew, knew Rich. And then, um, oh, damn, I can't remember the bass player's name. Charlie. 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 Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Yes, Charlie. And I, th- I figured you guys are all bros from, like, Jersey and the whole so it was like an ad, and that's how it, you got see. That's it was literally a Craigslist ad. Yeah, all, everybody all in the same place. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so that's funny. Insane. I I'm, I I was trying to chase that high afterwards, going on Craigslist, but never worked out again like that. It's yeah. so crazy. I can't like even change, imagine. Man. Can't even imagine meeting <laughs> any anyone knows what's going on because yeah, I when I live in Boston, I remember like trying to find like when I first moved there. You know, I was trying to find, that's actually, well, it's funny. Like, I trying to find a band to play in because I only knew like a few people. And, um, you know, I would put up ads and I'd answer ads and like people would contact me. And I was very descriptive about the stuff I was into. And I was like, you know, so what, you know, what, which one of those bands are you really the most into? I'd ask them questions like that. You know what I mean? And, and have people just don't, pay attention to that shit they just like they want to be in a band and they don't give a fuck if you're saying like this sounds like you know a green day or like deicide you know it's like it's, <laughs> yeah. them, it's like they can do whatever you want you can just show up and like join in you know <laughs> yeah wow it's fucking insane man. that's amazing dude so putting those two like I would love, like, you know, I know, I know you're not saying this is what it was, but imagine putting those two, like, on, like, one of those, like, flyers where it has the little tear-off notes on it, and it's, like, for fans of Deicide and Green Day, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, seen, I've seen those things where it's, like, people just list all their favorite bands, and it just ends up being, like, Rush and Demo Borgir <laughs> and Tom Petty. It's, like, Petty. I love yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what comes out. <laughs> well you know it's funny though even in that scenario that that's in, indirectly that's how i met josh scott in boston was um you know i had an ad up there and uh this well first i met the drummer that ended up playing in that band and he was after playing with a million different drummers you know i ended up staying with brian and then this guy kev who ended up being the singer josh was like his um you know it was his roommate and when Brian and I decided we were going to start the band, we were at his, he had a practice space, so we were out of space. And then Josh showed up with Kev, and we were waiting for another guy to try, try out for bass. And Brian asked Josh, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, man, what kind of bass do you have? Like, you know, he's, where's your gear? And Josh is like, I don't play bass. <laughs> <laughs> so we couldn't find a bass player, so we forced him to play in the band. Like it was like we literally like made him play bass in the band because he was like living with Kev, 
And uh, we needed a guy and he knew about all the stuff we were into. Like he was in all the same, like Melvin's and, you know, stuff like that. He was into all that stuff. So it made sense for him to, we can molded him into our bass player. You, know, you play guitar or like it was yeah, a little bit, you know, he had like, he had, he had a guitar, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he fucked around on guitar, but it wasn't like until he decided, we, all right, we need a band. We need a, we have a band and we need a bassist. So it's you. Yeah. So start practicing, you know, these are the, you got to put your hands here for these <laughs> parts and, you know, that go for it. You know what I mean? And, and obviously that dude ended up becoming like a very, Proficient, you know, bassist and composition, you know, yeah, totally. There's radiation, black body, and everything. Yeah, he's got tons of different things he did now. But uh, but my theory about drums, though, man, and it's like the fact that you took to it so easily and so I'm not saying it was easy because obviously you, I know that I know what your work ethic is when it comes to rehearsal. But um, I've always felt like drummers are born, like you're born with that ability. It just needs to be like activated. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't have that ability at all. Like, I tried that. I wanted to play drums when I was a kid. Like, that was, like, the first thing I really wanted to play. And um, I just couldn't fucking get the hang of it. Man. I just didn't have, like, that coordination, you know. And then there were other kids that I knew that just, like, got behind the drum set and everything just came alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. I wanted to play bass originally, actually. You know, that was yeah. my thing. When I was, when I was a kid... It was, um, I remember I was watching uh, USA uh, up all night and uh, they had a live go-go set on there and the go-go's were playing live and they had this, this fucking brutal like bass sound like live. No shit. No shit. Go- I mean, the go-go's have like pretty yeah. cool bass lines in their songs. Yeah, good band. And like, she was fucking laying it down on the bass and I was like, it, it almost sounded like, like a Black Sabbath like bass sound playing that style of music and it was live you know what i mean so it wasn't like some lip sync like bullshit and i was like how about that man and then she was only playing like a couple of notes because her songs are like really simple and that's when i was like all right i'm gonna learn how to play an instrument i'm gonna be in a band i'm gonna play bass because it seems like you know i could probably handle doing that shit (laughs) and it sounds cool you know what i mean but then you know obviously (laughs) it's it's not as easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played bass in the band, Mike? Well, technically, I played bass in um, in uh, that band with Dave, that King Generator band. Right. Did vocals and bass on that. And I played all the bass lines on, uh, on the Grand Annihilation, uh, the Tunes record. <laughs> so, oh, word. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, cats out of the bag. I well, actually, I was good credited that way on the record, but um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of misadventures during that period, right around the time we made that record. So we we didn't even have a bass player in the, in the studio. So I played I I played ninety five percent of the bass lines, and Eric actually played a couple of track, a couple of songs. Fucking Rutan. Nice. Yeah. No shit. Yep. Crazy dude. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. That was that was a uh, very you know, that was that was like a uh, will to power uh, record, you know. Just got to fucking keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the record was like going to come out on like literally the the biggest label we've ever been associated with. So 
and there was like literally no lineup at the time we made the album. It's crazy. That's right? So wild. Looking back on it, it's like I don't know how the fuck it came out as well as it did. Really, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. On that uh, King Generator album, it's that uh, that the guy from the United Kingdom. What's that? That cilantro guy. What's that guy? The cilantro guy. Jamie Thompson. Yeah, that's him. But why do you call him that? I, I feel well, like I almost remember why you you call him a cilantro guy, but what I don't remember what it is exactly. Uh, one time we were at Dave's, like you know, back in the day, uh, Mike G. We when two was a go through RVA through Richmond, um, we we'd stop by Dave Whitty's and he would hook it up. Oh, like, sick. I mean, that guy, you know, he's like the beer guru. He's got he he knows all the shit, and you know, he was the Three Floyds captain, you know, before anybody knew about Three Floyds. So we go there, and, yeah. He would have all that stuff. He would do little tastings and everything. He'd show us all these beers, and it was so cool. And we'd all hang out with him. And uh, I think Jamie, you know, man, like, like, you know, I don't know that anyone would listen to this and be offended. But let me just tell you, in no way would I be offended by this. We don't care about offending people. (laughs) I'm like 41, you know, so I'm from a different time. And also, it's me, so I'm... If I'm not offended, like it's kind of cool. It's okay because you know it's like me. So like uh, he was like, "Hey man, hey, what do you think about cilantro?" You know or something. <laughs> you know that's a, you know he has an accent. He doesn't sound like that, but you know. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "You know, all cilantro is like you can put in a lot of things. Like you know, how do you use it and stuff?" And I was. He was like, you know, joking around with me about this. So now all the time, I'll freaking just hit him up with a message and be like, "Hey man." What are you doing with your cilantro today? Like, what are you what are you putting your cilantro in this year, man? How are you doing? Hey, I see you're riding a bike a lot. Do you eat a lot of cilantro before you go on your bike ride? <laughs> you know, like, so that's it. You know, me and him, we just joke about cilantro. Yeah, he's a good dude. He had some health issues, man, but he's recovered. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was down in, yeah, some like heart related things. I Holy believe. shit. Yeah, but but he's um he's he's okay now. I um, he's a great dude. Yeah, I was just down in Richmond a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, that, he's, he's. I remember hanging out with Dave was awesome. Man. These like tiny glasses that we would fill with these, like one expensive beer where we split it up among like five different people. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, but uh, you know, in addition to uh, Mike, you're you're kind of a man of many bands too, man. Like you've got rep, yeah. all right, replicate. Windfair, right? And you're also yes. in a band with Justin Nin- Ninja, are, are the tunes you're on. That's kind of like an all-star band. It's like you, Ninja, and uh, and Dom Dan Higgins, yeah. right? And uh, two the two blokes from Wolf Cloak. Oh, you know, you know, I have to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know that band. No, it's just, it's just funny. Um, I think one time Justin was uh, telling somebody about a about the band. And it was written up as these two, because they're both named Joe, for the two, uh, the guitar player and the bass player. And uh, he said, yeah, the two Joes from Wolf Cloak. And then the guy took it as these two dudes from this band, Wolf Cloak. (laughs) 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 So I kind of like, I like to refer to them as the nameless ghouls in the band almost. (laughs) But no, they're solid dudes. Um, Yeah, so been doing Replicant with, uh, with Pete since uh since painted rust uh dissolved and um 
we kind of just wanted to keep playing music together and playing death metal together. And actually before all that stuff materialized, Pete actually joined Winfair on guitar for a little bit as well. And um, you might remember we, we played a show at ABC No Rio with Tombs. Yeah, I do remember really that. Cool. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah, Pete was in the band then too. And yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like I said before, man, joining like doing that whole like meeting uh, you guys changed my life because and I also wouldn't know Pete because of that. And me and Pete been involved in, in Replicant and hanging out together. And we're like really close friends too, ever since that. And um, so I have that. The Winfair thing I've been doing it since uh, 2009 and just been writing, like writing music for that. And it's slowly turning into a full band over the years. And um, and then I, the the putrescension stuff has been with uh, just hopped in on vocals with uh, with a solid group of dudes that that are always jamming together and it's just so fucking awesome to be a part of that as well. We got an album that we have recorded and just uh, just keep writing music for that together. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, did Bobby yeah, record that album? Like Bobby. You guys- yeah. 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 Um, we tracked it with uh, Ben, did a lot of the tracking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big Ben. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Big Ben. Yeah. Um, That's what Bobby calls <laughs> <laughs> Viola Ben. Yeah. Big Ben. And yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. I'm really, I feel really lucky to be able to just play music with, with a bunch of my friends and just, just fucking love it, man. Just want to be creative and do all this shit. It's like even. I, I just I just love fucking making stuff, man. So, it's, Hill, have you heard uh, this guy's solo record? Mike, Mike. G? I don't know if I can talk. I don't know if I can talk about. Is that okay, Mike? That I talk. No, about yeah, it? totally, totally. I know it's a pseudonym and stuff, so I don't yeah, want to blow uh, your spot up. But you know, the people found out already. Kind of, that found out. What's it called? Salta uh, or something? Seltar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Seltar. Yeah, it's this one man uh, atmospheric black metal, just. Having fun with that too. Program all the drums and stuff. Program all the drums, man. Sick. Did you? It's, is, is anything available to listen stuff. to? Is everything? Is anything out there to listen to? Yeah. Um. It's actually on Spotify. The last one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have, do you have a Bandcamp. Uh, yeah, it's on Bandcamp as well. Uh, Seltar. Seltar.bandcamp.com. Well, what I'm going to do is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put links in the show notes for all the all the different bands that are, we're all we all have. <laughs> like, I'm gonna you know in the show notes there'll be links to everything. So you know before I do, you know put this out, I'll get all the links collected from everybody. You know, so Six. people can Six. check it out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen all the all of the future sentient shows actually. Yeah, you were at all of them. That's, That's awesome. Funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I thought it seems like you guys have been playing a. Like it, it felt it didn't feel like like first shows to me because everyone what maybe because everyone's got so much experience in the band that it felt very natural like on seeing you guys on stage. Like no one seemed like, you know, you know how it is when you're in a you know, you play yes. a show for the first time, you're like, well, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah, seems totally. comfortable on stage, you know. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, like the the thing is like, yeah, Ninja is a professional drummer. He's he's on top of his game. Dom has been playing bands for forever. 
He's a great guitar player. And the other dudes in Wolf Cloak, uh, <laughs> Joe and Joe, they're, they, uh, they, they just, they're just serious about playing. So it's like, I think, I think it all clicks and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's like not our first rodeo. It's just, we're just playing just, yeah. That last show was real fun. The one out that was out on Staten Island. The um, I always forget the name of that yeah, bar. Mother Pug Saloon. Yeah, yeah, Mother Pugs. That's right. Yeah, there's, never there's been a, there before that. We we played there with uh, Candiria one time. Yes, like like a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how you, how you guys fit on there, man. Like so, such a small space. It must have been nuts. I remember that. You know, it's funny when I went there. I remember it being bigger than it actually was for some reason i don't know i don't know it was just like one of these things and somehow we fit on that stage you know maybe what what band played with candiria tombs uh tombs played with them no shit yeah yeah and that was when we had uh the, the synth player so there's like five guys on trying to get the five guys on stage did you guys sit on stage? Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like I, I said enough bad things about him in this book that was published. Uh, um, it's funny. There's there's a book, a U.S. black metal book that came out. Oh yeah, sick. And uh, they had they had a thing. Yeah, you know, they featured tunes and one you know us, Black Amble, like you know a bunch of other bands. And I like took that opportunity to break down. Cause the guy asked me questions and I was like, I didn't hold back. You know what I'm trying to say? So, you know, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You gotta be truthful about these things. You know what I mean? Don't pull so your punches, man. Hey man, there's a skate video back in the nineties called the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth, the truth does hurt. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I mean, regardless of like all that stuff, um, that dude is like super talented though. Like, but you know, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, some, sometimes you don't, sometimes <laughs> yeah. uh, things that are meant to be, you don't mesh well with people and it's just, it clashes. And yeah, but also there's just, there, there are really are like just bad people, you know? Like, even, even if yeah, I didn't mesh with somebody, like, I don't, I wouldn't try to undermine their entire program. You know what I mean? Like, I, I briefly totally. played a side project with some of the guys from Earth of Trance and it just, just didn't fit you know it wasn't like we didn't met i mean we're we're friends but musically it didn't really work but i don't i don't i didn't try to like destroy like their fucking bands you know what i mean like yes. i didn't try to like go behind their back and like tell people things and do all this underhanded shit it just didn't work out musically and, you know they, they ended up continuing and they put out some stuff and i was like oh cool you know i like it it was, it was good so there then and then there are people out there who just fucking evil fucks you know and uh you know sometimes the truth hurts like andrew said <laughs> yes what was that unearthly i remember you starting to do that was that yes. was that was that what ended up being serpentine throne oh no 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 serpentine path no 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 yeah, it was path, like path. yeah sorry it was no no it was, it was after the throne. throne yeah yeah it was um after that it was a thing called uh i think was, i think it ended up being called humanless hmm and I think they had a couple, they put the demo out somewhere, but okay. uh, Ryan ended up singing on it, which is perfect because that dude, you know, him and Jay together was like a team, you know? And um, originally I was just going to do vocals on it. And uh, 
And him and well, actually, have you heard Ryan? Ryan's in a band with Will Smith. Close. Have you heard that? No. No. You know, I'm not. I'm not talking about the actor Will. Smith. I'm oh. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, wait a second. <laughs> no, 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 not it's Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Ryan uh, Lipinski. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, Will Smith from uh, Artificial Brain. Oh, yeah, oh, sick, okay. that's sick too. Okay. Have you, have you, <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, oh man, dude, is it Afterbirth? No, 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 dude, it's so fucking awesome. It's uh. All right, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, I have this, yeah. this, this band is fucking amazing. I can't wait to hear what yeah. it is, man. I, I never even heard of it. I'm like, what oh. the hell? What? Will Smith has Will such a and cool one name, of the guys man. from uh, Unearthly Trance. That sounds like a, a really cool uh, mix up, man. That's cool. That's an underrated band, Unearthly Trance, you know? Like, um, I think they got a lot of respect in the underground in New York City, and maybe you know what they play in Japan. So what the fuck am I talking yeah. about? I feel like they're they probably I, I think um, Europeans like I think in Europe and in, in the UK specifically, I think they did really well because you know how like in the UK like bands like um, you know like Electric Wizard and. Ramses and all these kind of doom bands or that's like their sound sort of like yeah. ut kind of fit really well with those bands i always feel like i was talking jay would always talk about how how they did well over in europe and everyone and stuff like that they're so much uglier though you know they like so much more in new york i guess i don't know like i well, feel like uh yeah they have like a black metal kind of thing a little bit too. yeah totally like you know Perhaps Lino-esque, if I may. I don't know if that's fair, but yeah, I can see that. You know, that that that's a dude. Like, I I really all of his bands I thought were great. You know, villains and you know, like specifically villains are really good. You know, um, there was that other Dying Light record he made. Dude, I fucking listened to the Dying Light so much. I swear to God, Mike, I try to play through that. Like, uh, like listening to it, that's like, I'll play through it in my garage and I'll take videos and I'll send them to Brandon Thomas and be like, is this right? <laughs> and he'll be like, you know, that's close. It's this actually. And then, I remember I sent him back a video and I was like, is this it? And he's like, that's it. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, have you, have you heard those guys, Mike? Uh, Dying Light. Yeah, I think Pete's a really big fan of them. He's he's sent me their stuff before. It's like he's that. a huge fan of the Killing Plan, which is great. That album is fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I came out at the ground level at uh, the uh, Survival Guide to the Apocalypse. But both those albums, okay. Survival Guide to the Apocalypse and the Killing Plan, they're both very unique albums. They're different because Lino sings on the first one, so it's a lot more um, kind of black metal. Fantastic guitar solos, and of course, you got one of the best um metal drummers the best metal drummer of new jersey the fucking god brandon thomas i mean you know anybody that knows anybody that's down they know brandon thomas is like the fucking god he's the godfather you know <laughs> he's the godfather of like the smooth blast he's the godfather of the groove in, in like death metal i mean that guy is such an inspiration to like everybody I mean, you look around like uh, Dave Witty, obviously, like pretty much BT's like protege almost, you know, the guys. So we all have so much respect for him. And then you look at someone like uh, Brian Fajardo, you mm -hmm. know, uh, huge BT fan, you know, like 
uh, Bron Daler, you know, like everybody loves Brandon Thomas. He was just a really super ridiculously talented drummer that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, he, you know, it's funny. He, he, I would say in, in the tri-state area, he's like a rock star, you know what I mean? But like not a lot of people outside of that know, even know that dude. You know? Totally. Yeah. So that band yeah. is called Reeking Aura. Reeking Aura. I've heard that name. Yeah. Okay. That's a sick name. Yeah, they they um they have a, a, a something out on Profound Lore. Oh, where's oh. Yeah, so Ryan and Will Smith are in it. And it's like really really intense man it's like um you know death metal like, like i never really heard ryan play that kind of guitar playing you know and it's it's cool you know ryan ryan lives out here in jersey too i don't know if any of you guys knew that he moved out of uh you know, brooklyn or queens or wherever the hell he lived i'm gonna check that out man i just pulled it out my phone reeking aura i'm gonna check that out reeking aura yeah andrew so I found out about this band that you're in. I remember you were telling me about this conceptually, but you never told me the name of it. And then I was listening to Eugene Robinson's podcast. And then he mentioned he was in a band with you. <laughs> and I was like, how come I don't fucking know about it? But then I remember you played me some like very, very rough stuff from like a long time ago. I didn't send it to you. I thought I sent you the whole thing. Hell no. You didn't, you didn't that's, remember. My, that's my right. mistake. My apologies. You know, my good friend, Mike Hill, I apologize. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> it's not all about me. But anyway, but yeah, so Eugene was talking about this thing called Empty People. Yeah. Right. Which is a cool name. And thank so thank you. Thank you. It was my idea. Thank you. Very cool. <laughs> so what the fuck, man? Like, what, what's the story with Empty People? Dude, I got to tell you. Yeah. Empty People is fucking crazy. So, like, <laughs> It's so crazy, dude. So, like, here I am, like, you know, I'm from Greenfield, Massachusetts, a very rural town in Massachusetts. And I don't, you know, I'm lucky that I found, you know, the music that I found. I got to owe a lot of that to my, my best friend, Dan Howard. He went to school in Amherst. He grew up in, like, you know, the freaking Timbuktu forest of Leverett, Massachusetts, you know, hanging out with like bears and squirrels and shit. And like, but he went to Amherst and at Amherst, he met this dude. I don't remember his name. I remember he had a giant head and this kid listened to like all the shit. He knew everything. I mean, this guy was in the underground and he would hook us up with everything. He knew all the shit, like you know, whether it was Spaz or Crimson Curse or Nation of Ulysses, like this dude was fucking dialed in to the underground scene. And, you know, Dan hooked me up with like this like Spaz tape. And that's where I got introduced to like the West Bay power violence scene. And then I started checking out other things. So the reason all this story is important is um, the bass player of Empty People is fucking Frank from Agents of Satan which is like this super important West Bay power violence band that was like, you know, they come from that power violence scene, but like a lot of those power violence bands, you know, what, you know, the, 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 the thing that they all held in common was like super aggressive bass, like bass, yeah. like boom. You know, you don't get that with like the third wave bands where it's like, you know, I'm not saying this in a personal way, not that they would ever hear this, but whatever, like, 
you know, Weekend Nachos is more of the bands that people think of when they think of like the next wave of power violence, but they're grabbing on the wrong things in my mind. Like they might have still some of those like maybe banger mosh parts, but like they're going on more of the joke tip of it. But like Agents of Satan was on this whole like, guess by the name, super satanic tip where they were talking about like crazy shit. I mean, like all their stuff was like really satanic and sexual and just like, you know, freaking killing and like the vocals are like wicked brutal. That guy Jason also sang in uh, uh, Dead Bodies Everywhere, which was this band from back in the day. Yeah, I remember Um, that. Just super brutal lows and then like really like grim fucking black metal highs you know and mids and it was just bass and drums and vocals originally and then eventually stinkweed played guitar on it too and then it got really fucking weird which was fantastic um rest in peace stinko but like you know i was listening to that shit when i was like a teenager i remember getting the seven inch like mike i think we've talked about like that seven inch angels of satan and uh burn the priest which went on oh yeah the name of god Agents of Satan had a million splits out too. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, they were like some fucking underground OGs that like did the shit. So you know, I grew up listening to that band and being a humongous fan. I even did a project actually, actually with Hunter and Andrew Summers up here, um, where I we did like I wrote two songs. I played guitar and vocals, and we did like two songs I wrote, and then we covered an Agent song and a Gothically song. And we played one show and then that was it. Um, and like, you know, freaking, you know, love agents. I move out to the West Coast and like I'd been in touch with those guys since 2000. And um, I met them at CB's back in the day. The, you know, it's kind of a long story. There's a photo that was on Stinkweed's fridge um, in its cattle press, which had, uh, you know, you know j- yeah. Yeah, Joey Capizzi. Joey Capizzi, yep. Yeah, from... Uh, he did some uh, black stuff, Dying- Joey Capizzi. He was in Dying Light, you know? Yep. And um, so it's like Capizzi and it's uh, Eddie Ortiz. And uh, it was on freaking... Uh, it was at CB's and it was where Plutocracy played. And I, and I went to that show. I took a bus with some friends. We stayed at fucking Matt Melnick's from Disassociate. And um, he was thought I was Eddie Ortiz's brother. And I was like... <laughs> nah dude just you know just a skinny brown dude and shit but you know i've been in touch with those guys for so long i went out to the west coast i reached out to frank and i was like hey man i'm on the west coast now and he was like hey we should do something i'm like all right cool and he's like i'm gonna send you some tracks i'm like all right dude he sent me like he sent me the whole album he sent me like you know 14 songs or something damn and you know like mike was just talking about with like the pro level um like of the band uh, i don't want to say the name wrong what uh future ascension future ascension yeah sorry i'm like um you know i didn't actually get together with this guy until like i was ready and i didn't even play drums i just listened to those songs and then we got together and we could have fucking played a show like boom immediately because Frank was so prepared and so ready and I was so prepared, we got together and just fucking hit it. And then all of a sudden I'm in this band with the dudes from Agents of Satan. I'm like, holy shit. So we're like, all right, cool. So we're like, we're gonna play some shows and stuff. 
we played with campus casualties like oh my god you know now we're down down two men in that band like rest in peace holy shit but like i had been in touch with eugene because i was on the bloody elbow board eugene yeah. came out to that that tomb show we played in san francisco yep. a long time ago i remember that yep. so we stayed in touch when we were out the west coast i stayed in touch with him too i went actually with his team with the sorrow academy team they were like doing like a <laughs> there was this guy that was trained with him that he I mean, this was like a, a, a dude who, I don't know what he did. He probably worked like some type of tech shit. He was like, hey, man, you know, uh, are you watching the fights this weekend, UFC? And I'm like, yeah. Um, he's like, we're going to watch it over at this dude who trains at Sorrell. If you come pick me up, um, you know, you can come over and, and watch this stuff with us. And I said, all right, cool, man. So I freaking drove over the bridge. I went to Palo Alto and I picked him up, went to this place. His place was a nice house. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah. it had like a fucking uh, uh, water fountain in the front. The, oh, dude, shit, man. the dude catered it. He's like, hey, guys, you know, there's a bunch of food over there. And it was all like, you know, big old fucking trays of food that he had ordered. And it was like, yeah, there's, there's beer in the fridge. There's another fridge downstairs full of beer. It's okay, guys. So it was like all these dudes, cauliflower year, you know, jujitsu guys and all this shit. And we were actually watching, it was Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor. Sad fight. Oh, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so we all watched that there and stuff. So, you know, Eugene and I were in touch there. And we went and we saw a fight in San Francisco together. So I said, hey, Frank, you know, uh, what do you think? What if I reach out to Eugene? And he was like, Eugene, that's where I'm sitting from Oxbow. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, holy shit. He's like, I guess so. And I'm like, yeah, it's worth the fucking shot, man. I think it'd be pretty cool because he does, he's so different. Yeah, I, that's always been my thing with Eugene. That's how unique his whole trip is with singing, you know. So I sent him a text and I said, hey, man, you know, I'm doing this thing. You, you could be interested in checking it out. He said, sure, send it my way and I'll check it out. So he wrote back to me and he said, hey, listen, you know, to paraphrase, he said something like, I'm getting older. He said, this type of aggressive music is not necessarily something that I would do or, or like feel artistically at this point in my life, but there's something about it that is so, that resonates with me because he's from the original 80s fucking yes. New, York, New York hardcore punk. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah. yeah, there's like photos in here about like black flag shows and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Totally, dude. Like back in the day. OG. He, yeah. said, he said, there's something that about it that resonates with me in such a, an 80s hardcore way that it would be a disservice for me with my background and my historical knowledge of what it is you guys are doing to allow someone else to do vocals on it. Oh, shit. Okay. They would not nice. have that, that history and that knowledge. So he, he was like, I'll do it. So we recorded in... Uh, San Francisco with uh, TC, who uh, he's like this old school. He's like, his, he's part of the fucking West Bay Coa. He's like, he's down with all those dudes with Dan from Spaz and Frank and all those guys. He does. He, this was he, actually in San Francisco, this studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like kind of like in a residential sort of area. Like, like it wasn't like, um, I mean, maybe not residential, but it wasn't like, um, well, where, where was it in San Francisco, I guess? Kind of industrial, actually. It was at a practice space. Check this out. We're in the practice space, and I hear this, like, ooh, 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 like, and I'm like, 
wait a minute. Is that Jello Biafra? And they're like, yeah, Jello Biafra and the fucking Guantanamo band practice down the hall. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And Eugene's like, eh, yeah. I'm not sure that guy wants to run into me. <laughs> That's a good you know, impression of Jello Biafra, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. So I was like, I was, you know, they had like, you know, whatever, like yeah, maybe butt heads or something, or Eugene is just, he's so great, man. He really is. So like we're fucking recording at this place with TC and uh who who he was the DJ for for Shadow People. He did all the all the beats for them. Um and Eugene comes in and he, he has his wife, Kasha, with him, and he he sits down in the seat takes his shirt off, just faces the microphone. And he's like, you know, hey, oh, can you give me a lead in for what the first song is? Okay, all right, cool. And then he's like, okay, I'm ready. And then he freaking just hits it, does all the things. And he's like, all right, can you play that back from the beginning again? I'm like, okay, plays it back from the game, hits it again. All right, can you do that back from the beginning? Do, do another recording, separate track, do a third track, okay. It wasn't until like three songs in, we realized he was having a conversation with himself that all of the songs in which he did one take three times was a conversation with himself where he'd be like, you got the bat, I got the bat, you got the chain, I got the chain, all right, let's play a game. Like, you know, like all of a sudden, <laughs> it was crazy. We're like, holy shit, this guy's having a conversation with himself on each of these tracks. Dude, he did everything, he did three tracks on everything. So he probably did like, you know, 36 tracks total, one take, everything, and then was like, all right, thanks, guys. I'm going to go out to dinner with my wife now. Thanks for everything. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and that was it. And he Dude, freaking he's, wild. And he's he fucking out. genius, that guy, man. Honestly, I've always felt that about him. I've always felt that dude was a genius, man. He it's really just, is. I mean, yeah. and, and I know you wouldn't just throw that word around. I, I absolutely echo that. And it's not like, I'm like, oh, my God, man. You know, so lucky to be able to work with him. But just to see him work, too, was like, oh, my God. The way he just banged it out, and then once he realized what he was doing, so yeah, empty people is uh, Frank from Agents. Oh, he also did that. Deny the cross. Witty played drums on that. Yeah, I, that's that's a, that's a great name too, by the way. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, that stuff is awesome. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and, and uh, Eugene did vocals, and and I played got to play drums on it. You know, and actually, you know. Uh, you know, I know that's why I bring it up, and I appreciate too that it's coming out on uh, uh, Carnalismo Records, um, which is like this just super underground West Bay kind of like they're like chronicling the history. You know, they put out like a Agents Agents of Satan two LP discography. You know, <laughs> oh, like wow. making sure that this shit does not like fall to the wayside. So like this guy. I don't even know his name, but Frank hooked up with him and the guy's like, yeah, I want to put this out. So he's putting out that empty people record and it should be out sometime this year. I just got the test press. Awesome. Um, and we never, I mean, I recorded that four years ago. I shopped, I, I sent it to some people, shopped, you know, whatever. I sent it to some people mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, you think you'd like this? One person didn't even say shit. And that was kind of whack. And another person was honest and was like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't actually like the way that the vocals work with the, the music. I don't think this doesn't really resonate with me. And I'm like, hey, thanks for being mm -hmm. honest, man. Fair enough. 
So it's going to come out. Uh, and um, actually, the dude that I've talked to you guys about for um, the the tape, you know, the future oh, yeah. release, mm-hmm. release um, yes. down the road, you know, post our thing, that might be a possibility there too, for sure. But the LP is coming out. Um, yeah, on this Carnalismo Records out of California. Yeah, really stoked, man. I, I honestly wasn't sure if I'd ever see the light of day. It, it seemed, I, I had grandiose ideas when I moved to the East Coast, like, oh, you know, if we could play some shows here and people would be interested in that. And, you know, maybe we could cover a flight at least for one of these guys and just, you know, make it work. So to see it, have it come to the light of day and freaking the end of 2022 is pretty fucking awesome. That's cool, man. Like I, I do remember you. You sent me like a, a fucking like YouTube video of some one of the songs or something. Oh shit! I sent, I sent you a video of the actual live recording. There. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's all. I'm like, wow, this is great. And then I almost forgot about it. And then Eugene was talking about it on the podcast, and I was like, oh man, that's like, you know, that rang my rang a bell, and I was like, oh, that must be that stuff you guys were working on. Nice. Yeah. Was that a, was that a recent podcast? um yeah like i think within the last few weeks he talked about it nice. yeah because he just got his test too so that's that's cool I, i've actually missed some show stompers um which i, I bet that's probably you're talking about the eugene s robinson show stomper great show great great podcast i recommend it to anybody yeah yeah people uh definitely should check it out especially if you're into mma but like it's a, it's way more than just an mma podcast too you know what I mean? It talks about like all this like philosophical stuff. It's really cool. Totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to, you know, the next, the next Scorpion Throne stuff, I'm, you know, maybe be a little bit more ambitious with it, you know, especially since some, I'd like it to be more of a group effort, you know what I mean? And try to actually have like, you know, maybe some, see if someone's going to put it out or like, you know, maybe do more, um, yeah, because the first those four songs are like kind of dark and came from a really, really bad time for me. Yeah. So in, in a way, like part of it was like I put that out. And I was just like, like fuck it, you know. Like I don't care if anyone liked it or like if anyone really listened to it at all, you know. And uh, the people that it, I wanted to hear it were just people who were down, you know, who are like already into stuff we're all doing, you know, and who understand things. And I wasn't going to try to like make fans or, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't mm-hmm. into like pumping it up and doing interviews and having people like, mm-hmm. so who are your influences? You know, that bullshit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just wanted to get it out into the world, you know, and it's, didn't really care if anyone liked it, but people seemed to dig it. And, but even, even whether or not people liked it or not, that still had, that still was not going to, not make more music it was still going to be like even if no one liked it i'd still want to continue working with you guys and like doing more stuff and you know just like crushing you know i love it dude i really love it man i like i am so proud of that part we did together and i appreciate everything that you poured into it and i know what you were going through at that time and you know you know, man, I, I, I truly uh, feel it and it comes through. And like, 
man, I got, you know, being like here when I first heard those riffs and playing along to them. And then I like when I was working on it and I would, the things that came out, I was like, it was like putting on like my favorite pair of running shoes or something. All of a sudden, like, holy shit, this is like, I didn't realize that this was, it just came out, you know, we haven't worked together in almost a decade and all of a sudden. It's been that long. I mean, it's been, yeah. When was the last time you guys worked together? Was that a Savage Gold? Savage Gold. Fuck. That was 2012, right? Jesus, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A decade ago. Fucking A, man. (laughs) But it felt just like, you know, we just stepped back into it and I knew what you poured into it and I felt it. I felt, I was like, oh my God, I fucking, like, I feel these, these riffs, man. I feel the fucking atmosphere in this, you know? Um, so I, I, I'll echo that, you know, I wouldn't give a shit if anyone fucking liked it. I'm, I'm so happy to work with you two guys and, and what we did. I'm so proud of it. I think it sounds fucking awesome. Thanks to Pete and Ninja for everything that they did on it. Like, holy crap. I can't believe I recorded that shit in like a fucking 20 degree garage, man. That was brutal. Brutal. I was taking a hot shower afterwards and I felt physically sick. I felt like I could throw up. I felt like I would never get warm. I've never felt like. Did one of you guys almost get frostbite or something? Because the wet. He floor. couldn't. Pete couldn't feel his feet. Like oh man, like <laughs> like two hours into it, he was like, ah, I can't feel my feet. You know, he, he was wearing like mesh running shoes. Or running or shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was literally like twenty-one Fahrenheit in my fucking garage. I borrowed some fucking uh, uh, space heaters. Um, my buddy, my buddy Brian Wilson, not the Beach Boy. He's one of the best drummers in Ithaca. He's amazing. His pocket is fucking amazing. Um, I'm so lucky to, to have him as a friend. Um, he let me borrow a bunch of mics and stuff. He was funny because I was like, "Yeah, hey man, can I borrow like, all right, so tops, bottoms, to- on the toms, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so can I borrow like twelve mics?" And he was like, "Who the fuck are you, Steve Albini?" <laughs> twelve mics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he hooked it up, and he let me borrow a space heater, too, you know, but it didn't do shit in that garage. Didn't do a thing, man. We were fucking freezing in there, so it's pretty, it's probably the most grim drum recording ever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, what the coolest part about it, too, is is a lot of, it's just the whole thing, it just kind of, like, came together and just did friendship, really, you know, and, and um, you know, even people, I, like, I don't know this guy, but he helped you out you know and there was like you know ninja and pete were involved and like bubba the bubba crumb ryan yep yep just like dudes that nice. you know there's like depth of friendship involved in making a recording and that you know it's like you know like i said you know i don't want to belabor the point but you know it, like i wrote all those songs in the middle of like some really horrible shit that was going on in my life and the fact that everyone was able to come together to kind of make this into something positive mm-hmm. was, um, was, was meaningful to me, you know, and, and I like that we had all of our friends involved and that, you know, it's out there in the world now and it's done and it's a way of like, you know, maybe turning the page and like walking through another portal, moving into a different part, you know, of my life specifically, but trying to, continue with doing doing music and and make make it make the next thing maybe like a little bit more um i hate to use the word uplifting but like 
more ambitious because it's going to be, it's going to come from the next steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to be part of like the whole synthesis of like the next step of like what we're going to do next. I think that's really cool. You know? Hell yeah. So, yeah. Mike, uh, G yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. I realize now even, you know, as you know, it's crazy. The four of three of us in, in, in this space right now, it's, it's freaking awesome. Um, we hadn't worked together in 10 years either, dude, because paint yeah. crossed. Yeah, dude. There was almost a 20... initial replicant. <laughs> was it? Yeah, you all. Well, originally when me and Pete started, rep, it was actually us three. It was a three piece uh, with Pete. I didn't know. I, Andrew, you you were originally in a lineup. Of he, was, he was the uh, interim drummer. Oh, wow. He lived so far away. We were writing the songs with drew in mind and i remember just, talking to you on the phone dude i remember talking yeah. to you on the phone i remember yeah. i want to say i was like yeah 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 i was in the parking lot uh, across the street from uh kind of diagonal i parked uh at, across from the muay thai gym and i remember being in the car and talking to you about that stuff yeah right it's like i mean it's just so much fun being a band with you so i was <laughs> wanted to continue you know but, you know, the distance made it kind of impossible to make it work out. But, but yeah, I mean, now it's, uh, now we're finally in a band together. <laughs> nice. so we awesome. have the technology. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a few it's years, if it was any, any different point in history, you probably wouldn't be able to do this, which is like really cool. Like the right yeah. whole fucking records and not even ever be in the same room you know together it's kind of cool you know yeah it's wild dude especially for like mike hill and i who grew up on like telephones yeah right <laughs> like, like landline telephones totally phones did you ever have that in your life like yeah. a rotary phone not a rotary not a rotary. i had i had a cord i had the cord phone on the wall yeah yeah you know i had friends call me from pay phones there you go. go hang out. You don't yeah. see too many pay phones these days. No. Definitely not. I wonder if they still exist. Do they yeah? I think I think I saw one, but it had like it was like all broken in, in Manhattan once, like yes. not too long ago. <laughs> it's all busted up. It said Bell Atlantic still, I think. On it. <laughs> it's like full, know, full of human feces. <laughs> yeah, now I think like um I remember as a kid you know like there used to be a pain phone in this uh campground i used to go to and even back then like the phone book was always full of spiders <laughs> and all these baby bugs. that's sick man that is awesome <laughs> you just see the Love sickest that. bugs in there like, <laughs> it's filled with spiders yeah the sickest <laughs> bugs yeah <laughs> hey that New was jersey's back. sickest phone book yeah in the pine barrens as a as a, a payphone and a pine barrens, so you you, you might see this, some sick ass spiders. That payphone's probably still there if it's in the pine barrens. That's like <laughs> they, that's, that it's probably connects to another fucking dimension or something like that. Call someone on it, you know, like you just pick it up and it's yeah. like hello. <laughs> I'm in another it's like, dimension. Yeah, it's one of those phones <laughs> and like fucking Loki that takes you to like the time police or whatever no, it's like yeah. uh, the jersey devil takes you ah uh, yeah yeah oh yeah 
Well, dude, thanks for, uh, you know, jumping on this, man. I, I just, I wanted to get us all together because it's like, you know, I don't even remember the last time the three of us have even had a conversation and, you know, in light of the, you know, Scorpion Throne thing coming out and I just thought it was appropriate that we talked and just caught up on everything. Hell yes. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Seriously, yeah. like, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, dude, you know, on the real, we, we don't get to talk that much. I fucking, I, I, I miss you, Mike Hill, you know. Likewise, dude. It's been a long time, man, dude. Um, been friends for a super long time. It's wild when you go back and they're like, holy shit, dude. I've probably seen, Anodyne's probably one of my top scene bands, you know. Um, <laughs> and I fucking love the Everything Went Black podcast. So I'm oh. like, oh shit, this is cool. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah we're friends but i'm also a fan so like to be on i'm like holy shit this is fucking wild uh but it's so great to catch up with you and see you i just team. had um jesse from ken mode on as oh, a, a yeah he um this will be out after that one but i think so last so last week <laughs> when it came out you know we're, we're talking the future now yeah he he was on and uh, you know he's he's a another guy that you know good good dude i've known him forever um, forever I got a chance to see him in Winnipeg when we were on tour. And uh, so it was just like, you know, just like I, it's like I saw him the other day. You know I mean? It was like just no, no time had passed. He's still trans? Jesse? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 no, definitely. I, um, next time I go up there, I want to, I want to get some work in. The, um, I, trained with, I trained with uh, Getz at his gym. Oh, yeah? Nice. In, um, in Vancouver. Yeah, what's his gym called again? Uh, uh, East, East Van Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that podcast. That was a great one, dude. Gets oh, yeah. such a character. Yeah, great dude. And, uh, you know, it's he's like, actually, sound, he seems really happy now. And, nice. Um, and so it was good to connect with him. And that was rough, dude. Get it, I literally, we got into Vancouver, right? Uh-huh. It drove me to his gym. And, like, I trained with him for an hour. Just, you know, we did like an hour of like pad work. And then I went to load all the gear. And at four o'clock, Jamie drove me back to the venue and I loaded in. Right. And then it's that you've been in, you remember that neighborhood, the, the rickshaw? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so Mike G, that's like, like that. This, like, there's like a crazy, like, uh, methadone clinic around the corner. That's like, you know, it's like four blocks of people lined up, ready to go. Well, the whole, that whole neighborhood is like, it's like this desolate, crackhead, Damn. drug addict, like yes. zombie land. Crackhead like beach in the corner, like, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, there, you saw some shit when you were there. And like, in, in the alleyway that leads to the venue, there's like some, some spray painted thing, like, such and such was like murdered in this alley. Stuff. It was fucking brutal, man. Oystein lives. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Oh, and um yeah black metal you know, just, just yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so yeah then jamie uh, dropped me off and I, di- I didn't get a chance to eat till like hours after that I, like, brutal shot because there's nothing nowhere to go there there's like, totally no, no place to well, eat food really yeah you gotta like fucking huck out there i remember looking for food out there and it's just like oh my god dude yeah but yeah it was good to see jamie i'm gonna try to like train with uh with jesse next time i'm up there awesome yeah 
Sick. Well, well, thanks, dudes. And um, you know, let's 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 try to all stay in touch more, man. I think it'd be cool, especially since we got stuff in the works and you know all that kind of stuff, man. Definitely. Fuck yeah, dude. uh, I'll be sending you some ideas, Mike. Yeah, and I said, Mike G, I see you around. You only only live a couple of exits from here anyway, so. Yeah. I see you around. like 25 minutes away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hill, I got a a thing actually. uh, I'm actually working with the vocalist from Azra. Oh, no shit. (laughs) Harrison. Yeah, fucking Harris, Harrison, dude. Yeah. yeah. So he's oh, yes. doing this thing with this dude from, uh, I think it's from Long Island, Tom. It's called Summary Execution. It's a uh, grindcore. And he was like, hey, man, you want to play? We, we recorded a drum machine. You want to do drums on this? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's grindcore. It's just blast beats. Send it my way. I'll, I'll do it. And I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Like so, 300 BPM on a drum machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it took it easy on me. <laughs> There's nothing crazy. It's only 200 or something. It's pretty, yeah, only it's 200. Slow. It's pretty yeah. slow. Pretty slow. Just slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that he's doing stuff again. That guy always had a super fucking brutal voice, man. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Good front man. Good yeah. dude. Nice dude. Nice guy. Very nice. Works guy. for the fucking MTA. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like he, we, we kind of stay in touch a little bit, me and Harris. He got like really into like weightlifting and stuff and like, uh, he, I think he trains Muay Thai at um, this place out on, I think, either Queens or Long Island or something like that. Nice. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a good dude. You know, totally. I always like that guy. So enjoy the rest of your evening, guys. And, you know, thanks for everything. And, you know, we'll, I'm looking forward to making more music with you guys. Fuck yeah, Likewise. man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Take both care, guys. Hell yeah. Have a good night. You good too. Night, Peace, brothers. Love you guys. Peace.